0: Don't just be a part of the industry. Redefine it.
1: Visit cpfcoaching.com for more information. Discover the leader within. Contact CPF Coaching LLC today and schedule your strategic session.
2: Hey, Security peeps! We are back again with our Breaking into Cybersecurity webinar podcast series. And I'm here with my fabulous co-host, Chris Follon. Say hi to the folks out there. Hey, everyone. And with our special guest, Amanda Berlin. Amanda, say hi to everybody. Hello. And we are super excited to have Amanda here because Amanda has her own podcast. She does a lot of speaking. She's broken into cybersecurity. She's in Ohio. She has tons and tons of things to tell us. So I am going to jump right in and ask Amanda, how did you break into the field? What made you interested in the field? and then tell us about all the wonderful things that you're doing right now
1: today <laughs> all right that's gonna take a while how long do yeah <laughs> exactly um so originally i started in tech uh right out of college i went in for just a two-year like help desk degree which was not i didn't really learn a whole lot <laughs> in, in college to be honest um I just needed a job because I already had a kid. So I just wanted, you know, a quick two-year degree so I could get out and start working. Mm-hmm. And um, I just fell in love with tech in general. Like I uh, I worked at an ISP for three years uh, doing tech support, just like with, you know, dial-up modem strings and DSL support and, you know, website support, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just kind of worked my way up uh in, in tech from there. So I did a lot of a lot of help desk work. I worked at a help desk at a hospital for a couple of years um just to get my foot in the door and then kind of work my way up through that. So I started learning more about Windows servers and switching and routing and Cisco stuff and um just kind of a jack of all trades. Um it's nice when you work for uh, a company of that size, I think, because you can have your hand in a lot of things. Um and, and not have to go through like the bureaucratic uh you know this is our switching team and this is our server <laughs> team, and uh, you, you kind of get a a good idea how everything works together um, and then you know i didn't I didn't realize I was already doing security during that entire time. I didn't realize how much it came into play like my day to day you know work until <laughs> i I found out that there was an entire industry built around security. <laughs> Um, and I didn't really even know that I just knew I was doing security things, but I didn't know it was a, an actual job that you could do. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, one of, one of the biggest turning points for me was, uh, when I was doing like that net sysadmin stuff at the hospital, Is we had a pen test and, uh, one of our first pen tests was, um, from Dave Kennedy and he came in and I was talking to him about like, just stuff. And like, he was letting me watch, him pen test our network and ask questions, then kind of uh, did a little mentoring thing while he was there. And, uh, you know, I told him some of my interests and uh, how I had gotten um, kind of some pushback from some people on how they, you know, depending on uh, like what my skill sets were, uh, that maybe I didn't belong in security. And Mm -hmm. Dave kind of, shut that down. He's like, hey, there's this conference that I'm hosting. Um, Why don't you come down to that? And I think you'll really like it. And you, you can, you could definitely do security like that's, you know, you've already been doing it. And, uh, you know, there's definitely uh, a future for you if that's what you want to do. So that was probably the bigger turning point for me um, was someone like that just kind of giving me uh, like the little boost that I needed at that time. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I started doing a lot of security stuff within the hospital specifically. And from there, I just kind of grew and started doing um, network-specific security, went to a company and and ended up doing um, like MSSP work and working in Splunk and a bunch of sim-related stuff. Uh, And I just kind of took off from there.
0: Uh, Well, I mean, talk about a a great first mentor to have in security. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, for sure.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um so he, he gave you the booth. he suggested to go to the conference. What conference was that for those that are interested?
1: Uh so it was DerbyCon and um so this is the last year of DerbyCon, it's uh DerbyCon nine, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and nine nine. And uh my first one that I went to was three. So okay. it's, it's been it's been a while now. Um but yeah, I've been to everyone since and uh now I run stuff at DerbyCon and it's it's uh definitely definitely my favorite conference out of all of them.
0: So what was the I... oh sorry. Uh what was the time period between when um Dave said that you w- you definitely had what it took to be in security to when you got your first security role? Like how, how long of a period was that?
1: Um I wanna say a year or two. Uh they it's difficult in um, some orga- organizations and some uh, fields, like the healthcare field. They don't, they don't realize a lot of times um, your skills are transferable to other places, right? They don't want to pay you a security salary. Um, they don't want to give you that security title, even though you're already doing the work. So I didn't technically have a security role when I was there, even though like I was running internal phishing campaigns and doing vulnerability management and patching and, and all uh, security ops would do, right? Um, but I didn't get my first like true uh, security role until I left the hospital and and actually looked for something um, uh, that was looked for somebody that was looking for a security specific position.
2: I have a quick question. Why is DerbyCon your favorite?
1: Um, It's, you know, other than it being my first conference and kind of getting me into it, um, just the, the amount of people that I've met there that uh, have taught me things or that I've just made connections with and, you know, we teach each other things. It's just, it's, it's a really good atmosphere. Um, to, to learn and to network. And everybody's usually just really open. Mm-hmm. Um, with the, you know, you can just walk up to somebody that like, maybe they have, you know, 80,000 followers on Twitter and wrote this tool that everybody uses, but they're just sitting there. Like you can go up and talk to them about whatever you're interested in. And, uh, everybody was always really super open and open and welcoming. Yeah.
2: we hear that a lot. And when we talk to you, um, people looking to break into the field, we always recommend they go to various conferences. and you know, we like the, I know Chris and I tend to like the smaller one, more local, the B-Size one that we were both at recently, B-Size yep. Nova. Um, and so that's why I wanted to hear from you as to what what makes it exciting for you because we share with people all the time that exactly what you said. You want to go and meet people and you'll meet, you know these gurus in the field that typically in other professions I mean, you typically wouldn't get to meet someone
1: like that and right for the sure
2: cyber security community is just so open and so giving and so like collaborative that we share that with people and especially people coming outside of the industry they tend to be um in awe of the fact that you could walk up to a Chris Roberts and a um who's the person that you met
1: oh Dave Kennedy
2: yeah Dave Kennedy like you know these people are at the very top of their field and um you know they'll have a conversation with anyone you know right. who wants to be and, and they're just so passionate about the industry so.
1: yep
0: What are some of the things that you do to stay current, to stay on top of your game? Oh,
1: gosh. Um, uh, Definitely going to conferences and listening to talks. Even if I don't go or if I don't watch talk while I'm there, I I always um, break out uh, a list of things that I want to learn from the talks that have been recorded. Um, And there's just so much information out there on YouTube and stuff that uh, lately I've been learning a lot of SQL, which isn't like specifically security related, but, uh, the company that I work for right now, uh, it's really coming in handy, uh, cause that's a lot of what our detections are going to be built on a SQL, um, SQL queries. So I've been learning, learning a lot of SQL lately, <laughs> um, and just using like, uh, uh, a couple of the websites that are out there, like, um, was it W3 schools and, um, oh okay i can't remember some of the other ones uh i have i have like a lifetime membership to o'reilly and safari online oh nice um, so i use i use a lot of that um so yeah uh, a lot of reading a lot of podcasts i listen to a lot of podcasts so
0: you yeah, yeah. Have
1: something
2: in common <laughs> <laughs> the <podcasting>. well, that, <laughs> right? right.
0: That, that's how i came across um amanda um <laughs> a couple of years ago just as pod her podcast was starting um, yeah. that's how I came across that, and um, started adding to my list from there. But yeah, uh, I've been
1: on Breaksec for two, a little bit over two years now. They've been they've been going for I think four, mm-hmm. uh, four or five. But I've been on it for two years, and I didn't think I would learn so much just podcasting. You know, we have you know uh, people that come on as guests all the time, and half the time I have no idea anything behind what they're talking about. But boy, do I! boy, do I learn a lot, uh, you know, just by researching it beforehand. And when they're, when they're on, like I'm learning as much as the listeners are, um, that, you know, you're just there to you know, facilitate sometimes.
2: Mm-hmm. So tell us more, tell the, youth, the, the, um, the audience more about your podcast since everyone might not know about
1: it. Oh yeah. So um, I'm on breaking down security uh, and breaking is spelled B-R-A-K-E-I-N-G because the guy that started it is Brian Brake and it's kind of like a poem off of his last name. Mm-hmm. Um, we get all the time, like, do you know that you spelled breaking wrong? <laughs> <laughs> like, land we'll out stickers or it or, on purpose. Or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's totally on purpose. Don't worry. We get that question a lot. Um, yeah, and and we really just have, um, we try to not do news of the day because there's a lot of news of the day podcasts out there, but a lot of times, uh, whatever news is out there is, is too big to not, not talk about when you're in security. Right. Um, uh, but yeah, we have a, we have a lot of guests on and talk about, um, you know, anything from AppSec to, uh, defensive security to the latest vulnerability. We just aim to teach people.
2: Is it a daily podcast?
1: Uh, no, just once a week. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes we miss, but, uh, It's, it's hard to schedule, (laughs) especially when uh, we're, you know, uh, we have some people that are all the way on the West Coast and I'm in Ohio and um, we're, we're trying to schedule one the other day with people in like Hawaii and Italy and, you know, everywhere in between. I, I thought we could just all meet in Hawaii and that way we could, you know, (laughs) we didn't have to worry about the scheduling part, but I don't. Nobody took me up on that <laughs>
0: <laughs> so so from your i guess back to the beginning of your career um did you ha- did you go down the education route did you go down the certification route or did you go down i'm gonna learn everything from scratch and just uh claw my way up
1: right so so like i said like i I got that two-year help desk degree and I, you know, looking back at it now, I, I knew nothing. Like I, I really wasn't into tech when I was in high school. Um, I'm just like, oh, I can type fast. So I might as as well get a computer uh, degree. Right. And um, honestly, the, the the most helpful thing I learned when I was in college was technical writing skills. Um, And I think a lot of times that's, that's really lacking in our industry is, is good writing, Uh, good writing skills, good report writing skills, all that kind of stuff. Um, A lot of people will focus on the technical content and kind of forget about that. Um, But yeah, I mean, I learned mostly on the job. I got uh, like Cisco cert and Microsoft certs for when I was doing sysadmin stuff. Um, And then ever since then, it's just been on the job, go, go, go. uh, Nothing. I, I don't want to say college is a waste of time because, I mean, it does help a lot of people and a lot of people do learn well that way. It's just definitely not for me. <laughs>
2: no. But Amanda, you did a two-year degree though, right?
1: I did. Yeah. Okay. and it, You know, a two-year degree did help. Um, mm-hmm. it, it helps you get past a lot of HR stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know, bachelor's degree is going to help you even more. And And, you know, the higher level degrees are always going to help you if you want to get into more, senior level management. If you ever want to be a CISO to your degree for me, is probably never going to cut it. Um, you know, you have somebody out there that has a master's in uh, computer science, they're definitely going to get it above me, but yeah, but <laughs> again, I never plan on being a CISO. I'm not, I'm not polished enough. <laughs> um, and I, I have a hard time holding my tongue. So I'm, I'm better like, Behind the scenes
0: <laughs> well it's back to your your um your technical writing piece that um it's lacking in this industry, and that goes for communication in general um, you have to be able to tailor your message to your audience, and I think some individuals need polishing on that, and that's yeah. something I'm working on as well but um that communication piece overall is definitely very critical if you want to be able to relate your security concerns to the business, as well as be able to translate the business concerns to the security folks, because it's a two-way street.
1: For sure. And a lot of politics comes into play with that, right? You're, mm-hmm. you're, you you're, know, you have underlying politics with your uh, different communication skills and i have to try real i can do it i just have to try way harder than i should and i don't enjoy it <laughs>
2: <laughs> i was going to bring so, that up like in the CISO space and just executives and leadership as a whole the, the level of politics that oh, comes yeah. into some of these organizations and you know you don't want to irritate this one or piss off that one and you know. yep. And you know, at the end of the day, the business is running because it's a business. And you know, from a security standpoint, a lot of the times, which it, which it, it happens a lot in HR too, which is like, oh, you're putting up barriers for us. Whereas it's not really a barrier; it's more like, okay, this is what is going to keep you out of trouble. Um, <laughs> so, so I, you know, from a from a person who was in HR and then moved into security and then back to HR, I totally get what you all deal with on a daily basis because I sometimes have to deliver those tough messages too, um, right. which tend to, you know, people aren't happy when you tell them they can't do something or they're doing something wrong or whatever, or that will make the, com- put the company at risk, which is really the bottom line for all of it. Right.
1: Yeah. All comes down to money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Um, going back to your earlier transition from the hospital where you weren't in a security focused role to when you were looking for your first security role. Do you mind sharing with the audience some of the challenges, struggles, successes that you faced uh, during that transition?
1: Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, You know, transitioning roles is always hard when you're trying to go from one to the next and not take a significant pay cut. Um, Especially if you've already been in kind of an industry already. Uh, You know, you're you're making decent money you've been doing it for a while it's it's hard to make that shift and still retain the same lifestyle you had um but still go in the direction you want to go so i was lucky enough to find um a role that kind of just added security to what i was already doing it was it was basically just um uh it was an mssp that did firewall firewall role management and like um vpn management and stuff like that so it was stuff that I already knew, knew, already knew how to do. They just happen to have the security title added to it. Um, you just have to try and look for that kind of stuff that, you you know, it all goes around to what the company um, titled it as, right? So job titles are weird. You know, they, they change from one industry to the next, and it may be, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a completely different skill set, or it might be just a completely different title. Um, and... Uh, I think that's one of the more challenging things is trying to find what you're looking for, but not knowing exactly what it's going to be called. I think um, you're... Sorry,
2: Amanda, go ahead.
1: No, it's all right. And, uh, yeah, I was just lucky enough to get a network security role. And then, you know, when you have that security word in your title, uh, and, uh, you know, being at a company that'll let you move around into different roles also helps. Um, so I went from network security, um, in one company to security architect in the same company, and you can kind of cross train when you're in a company like that. I, that's why I really like, um, MSSPs because you kind of have, uh, sometimes a broad skill set within that organization and you can kind of cross train without having to, you know, look for a different job. Um, uh, and that can help a lot of times too.
2: Yeah, you made a good point about job titles, because that comes up to me, that happens a lot. People ask me a lot of questions around um, applying to different roles, and I always share exactly what you talked about just now, that a lot of these titles, you know, different companies have different level schemes. They have different, you know, a manager in one company, could be a VP or a director in a different company. Um, yep. I always used to say in banking, you know, there's hundreds of VPs because it's typically the person that has a couple years experience, whereas in, you know, a corporation, a VP has 200 people under him or her. Right. Um, and in banking, a VP is somebody with like five years experience. So it definitely depends on what actually the job entails. Um, and to really dig into the, the the words, the actual job description, which, you know, <laughs> sometimes those aren't the best either. But right. a little bit better to look at the job, the actual description of the job to figure out what it's doing versus only looking at titles. So I'm glad you brought that up. That's such a good point. Oh,
1: Yeah.
0: How many companies did you apply for or were you just lucky and you had a connection and you got it right away? I
1: just just had connections so far. um, I've either gotten jobs through connections I've met at conferences or Twitter. (laughs) Uh, So jumping into um, uh, the first security role I had from after the hospital was just somebody I knew from a local security meetup. Um, they're like, hey, we're going to hire a new vulnerability management person. Do you want to apply? So um, at the time, I was only kind of passively looking for a job. Um, and it, it, I just had a good opportunity come up. So I took it. Nice. Um, yeah. And since then, it's just been industry connections and Twitter. Um, it's it's amazing once you, once you network with all the right people and have just this big support network, um, you know, how you can help people, how you can, you know, once we start hiring it's going to be great because we have just this huge pool of people that we know that we can you know say hey who's looking for a job um as opposed to having to you know recruiters are great there's some recruiters that are terrible uh but (laughs) there's some recruiters that are really good at what they do uh, especially in the tech space and um uh you know but not having to rely on them all the time is is nice
2: yeah um some of the, the best managers that I've worked with in security, they typically have a huge network and mm-hmm. they have people that they reach out to and then we supplement them and we, you know, we find them the real purple for you know, folks that they can't, um, they either don't have a connection to or they can't find or the people that they reached out to are available at the time or what have you. But having that network of people to be able to call on, especially when you already know you, you know something about them, you probably know their work ethic, somebody will be able to vouch for this person, yep. um, it's always just, like, a whole lot better than going out into yep. the cold, wild world of recruiting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> recruiting
1: it, <out. laughs> I mean, it, it sure makes it a lot easier. I mean, I'm not saying it's not possible without it, but yeah. uh, it's my, it's made my life way easier, just yeah. networking with people. Yeah, for sure. Uh,
0: and speaking of applying via networking and Twitter, um, I know one of the other um, hidden areas for finding jobs are um, informal Slack channels, like breaking breaking down security Slack channel. They have a, yeah. a channel just for jobs and everyone that's on the chat Slack channel will post jobs that they saw on in their areas and then everyone else that's in that channel will get to see as well. And that's why it's so important to network because then you... Your reach become become so much further.
1: hmm Yep. Exactly.
0: Well, um, and and the other things that you wanted to share with us, um, about your journey that that we haven't touched on so far.
1: Uh, yeah. So, um, another reason why DerbyCon is one of my favorite is that's actually where at my um uh, my book editor. So hmm. it was. Gosh, it's been like four years ago now that I met her. Um, her name's Courtney, and she used to work for O'Reilly. And I just had a mutual acquaintance uh, acquaintance come up to me and say, hey, Amanda, this is Courtney. You guys should talk. And um, she was just looking for cybersecurity content for O'Reilly. And I ha- I've always had it, like, on my uh, bucket list to write a book. And, you know, I had recently moved to start doing MSSP stuff and realized how, messed up everything was (laughs) and how you're just always making the same recommendations and pen testers are always making the same recommendations because nobody patches and everybody has local admin and um you know everybody's doing the same mistakes all the time and that was kind of my idea around a book um that's how i met my co-author lee brotherston and uh you know if it weren't for that i you know i may not still have written a book um but yeah that was uh probably one of my main accomplishments so far uh was writing that, and it's been out i think two years now it'll yeah. be two, two years in April
0: um you should share your the, link in the in the uh chat for the audience. oh yeah
1: yeah I wow. totally will. um but it's called uh the defensive security handbook it's on Amazon and stuff, and if you have a uh, Safari subscription, it's on there um but yeah, it was very time consuming. <laughs> uh a very arduous process. Uh when my kids found out I was done writing, they were very happy. <laughs> uh because I was I was working a full time job, uh single mom of three, and uh I also was doing like a government contract at the same time. So I was working like eight hours a week and writing a book. Wow. And it was it was a tough year
2: <laughs> that is impressive
1: yeah so it was uh yeah one of one of the best things i've done so far uh being in being in c right it
2: no that's fantastic i just pulled up your um i just pulled it up on amazon i'm gonna put the link um do you want the amazon link or should i or should oh be- uh, yeah
1: amazon link works yeah thank okay. you and um yeah I mean uh we had the same idea at the same time, kind of, and we were both talking to O'Reilly, so I had never met him before we started writing uh and like eventually met him at defcon, but uh we were actually writing on the book and stuff, and was we were just skyping um to start writing before we'd even met in person um and uh yeah so that that whole process was was fun,
0: <laughs> so. Based on the timeline, when you wrote this book was almost the same time you you were coming into the industry in an official capacity, so to say, right? So, the, um, it was
1: yeah, maybe like two years after. Okay. Yeah.
0: So did did it in researching the content for the book? Did it just help reinforce some of the things that you were doing, or was it all new learning or?
1: Um, a lot of the stuff is stuff I was already doing. It was, I, we wrote it to be the book that we would have wanted when we started in IT. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, when I started at the hospital, it was, you know, one of the most insecure networks I've been on. Um, and, you know, us and the team there, like built it up and made it way better. Now I'll actually go there as, as a patient and not be <laughs> too scared. Um, uh, but it's we wrote it for us, uh, the previous us. You know, it was stuff that we were already doing and implementing, like the vulnerability management and patching and good password policies and all of the basics that people complain about all the time that nobody does. Mm-hmm. We wanted it to all be in one, one spot. Right? Okay. Um, so that's that's why we wrote it, and uh, you know, it's it's one of those things that. You know, yeah, we'll update it every now and then, but it's uh, it's kind of timeless, right? Because, you know, people still have, what, Windows 3.1 on the internet. So <laughs> it's, it's going to be a while before that's, uh, that, at least the concepts are outdated. Um, and we we tried to put it together so, like, anybody starting a security program uh, would kind of be able to follow it step by step if they wanted to and kind of jump around if they wanted Um but yeah, hopefully, hopefully it makes somebody's life easier. <laughs> great,
0: great. Um, we're approaching the the end of the half hour. Uh, I always like to ask uh, one final question. If, if you had to give anyone listening one piece of sage sage advice as they're transitioning, um, what would it be?
1: Uh, definitely network more. Go to your local B sides. Go to your local security meetup. Um, like I have, se- I have several. I don't want to say around here because nothing's near me in Ohio, uh, but I'll <laughs> I go to Detroit or Cleveland and um, just, yeah, meet people in the industry, get on Twitter. If you don't have it already, um, it's, it's all of that's been uh, super helpful.
2: That's awesome. Amanda. Well, thank you so much for being our guest today yeah. and uh, we appreciate you. I'm definitely going to check out that book. I put it in our, our little chat section um it's always awesome to have a fellow author on the podcast. Yeah, podcast. I think this is the first time we've had no, no, no. We had one other I think podcast So I,
1: I do have one more thing if yes. I if I have time. Absolutely. I totally, I totally forgot. Um so recently at this last derby con we had the first mental health and wellness village, uh, which kind of spun off a whole new nonprofit that I'm I'm running with a couple people called Mental Health Hackers. Uh, and we actually just run wellness villages at conferences. So for people that have any, any type of wellness issue, mental health issue, or I'm sure if you don't have it, you know, somebody that does, mm-hmm. uh, we're just teaching more people about mental health in general and, uh, coping skills and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, we're, we're coming to a few conferences besides Austin, besides San Antonio, besides Nashville and Eight conference, um, also, with talking to like twenty others, so next that's exciting. After
2: this, yeah. yeah, absolutely, so needed. Please put the link in the um, chat box. Yep, that we have that, and it'll be here um, for folks when they come and visit after the the um, recording is done. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you, Amanda. Thank you, Chris. And we will see everybody next week.
0: Thanks, right. everyone. Okay,
2: bye. Take care.
0: Bye. Bye.